previously on my life. The fuck are you? Hello, small friend. My name's Shock. When we were passing by, I saw you in the streets, and I worked on fixing you, and now I have. What? You hear a swish, and you turn over, and you see that a line of beetles has extended and grabbed your floating staff from next to you, and it pulls it back into one of the blue fairy's hands, and she raises her other finger in a like a fashion at you. Ugh. As these two chuckle fucks are saying their plan, Ness is just like, that sounds boring. And then he just turns around and walks away. Uh, Ness, if you have another plan, you can share it with us. I do not want you to be bored. Yes, I can. I'm gonna take a nap. That's my plan. <laughs> So we're going to hop back a bit to the morning of day... No, fuck. Okay. Afternoon. So we're going to hop back to the afternoon of day two. Day three? Isn't that what we just played? Yes, we're... Sorry. I'm so smart. Afternoon of day three. We're going to hop back for a second to the afternoon of day three. Ness, you have just decided that whatever Shock is doing, who even really knows? It's it's boring. It's boring. And you don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. <laughs> so what what is, what is Ness up to? What are you what are you up to, pal? Ness wants to. He's gonna wander back on down to that mail room they were in. Plus he wants to see if there's anywhere to tell from the mail room where the blue fairy might be located. Like I don't know if there's like a room number next to the mail cubby, something like that. So you're interested in finding this blue fairy, you say? Yeah. All right, well, there there are a couple of issues. The first, which I don't think matters, is that the names are kind of high up. So you definitely have to climb on top of and break a lot of these tubes. Oh, Shock does. Not Shock. Ness doesn't care. Thing number two, the blue fairy is not under the blue fairy. She has a name and it's not that... I don't even think you know of her as the blue fairy. Has has anyone called her by name when Ness was around? I don't know. What was she announced? What was she announced as at Nano Fight Club? Was she announced at all? No, they just said, "Oh, there's a new competitor." Ooh, okay, okay. So instead of the mail room, because he doesn't have a name to operate on, Ness would go to like whoever the MC of the Nano Fight Club was and be like, "Where can I find that like fairy person?" Okay, so he remembers that there was this weird goat man. He was a very buff man who sounded like a goat. That's what you remember about the uh, the presenter. Well, none of these names say goat. That doesn't help me. <laughs> well, what are you going to do with that knowledge? How are you going to find this goat man? That guy, he was in Shock's gym class, I think. I'm pretty sure. All right. I bet I could go to the gymatorium <laughs> or wherever the class is. I can't be bothered to know where I am at any given moment. So you make your way to the gymatorium. People seem to be just setting up for some event. You heard there was like a salt and pepper rally? No, that also sounds boring. Everything on this ship is boring. You see that the captain of the ship is here. He's just kind of standing there surveying without moving. You see that the gym teacher who just picks on shock all the time is just standing kind of watching and glaring at everything. Well, not glaring. She's a bit uncomfortable because her look is always just a little too intense. Her eyes are just a little too open. She's paying so much attention to something so boring. 
boring, but unlike someone like Shock, she doesn't seem like a boring person, so it's very confusing. She's intense. There's something going on there. Yeah. And then finally, you see, um, as you walk in, you brush past a curly-haired lady who's got her hand on the palm of her chin and is fidgeting with her coat button a little bit. Des tugs on the jacket of the lady that he's passing and says, hey, I'm looking for, uh, uh, the goat man. I don't know his name. He's a goat. <laughs> and this woman turns to you and she says, You're looking for a goat man, you say? A man who is like a goat or a goat who is like a man? This is an interesting puzzle. Is it? I thought my question was pretty straightforward. Do you know where he is? For where are all of us, really? She wouldn't wax philosophical like that. Actually, no, she would because she's existential about her life. And she'll be like, well, that's also interesting. Where are we all, really, as people, as as creatures and beings on this planet? I mean, we're on a boat, so it should be pretty easy to find someone I need to find. Oh, you're looking for someone on this boat? Yeah, yeah the goat man's on the boat. I just don't know where on the boat. I don't remember any goat students here. <sighs> Look, he talks like this all the time. He emceed the, the, the nano fight club thing last night. Oh, yes, Mr. Kentrum. I believe he's on the first deck. Just that's it, the first deck. There's no there's no room you can give me. Well, no, there aren't any room numbers on this ship. Are you are you lost? <sighs> no, the goat's lost. I'm trying to find him. <laughs> I'm being such an asshole. Okay, I understand. So you definitely are lost. <sighs> and she starts beckoning over to the woman. She's like. Uh, Miss Vera, could we have some help, please? Yes, okay. Ness stays while Vera comes over. Okay, this is great. Two characters who sound exactly the same. Because Ray's like this, and Vera's a bit softer. That sounds basically identical. Ray's got a little more light in her voice. Ray is lighter? I always thought Vera was lighter. Fuck! No, no, Ray is lighter, like, on it. Like, Ray has, like, energy and light in her voice. Oh, is what I meant. okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Vera is more... Oh. Hello. Hey, I'm looking for, uh, uh, Kentrum's his name. He's a goat man. He's in your class. You should probably know him. But, you know, I wouldn't blame you for not knowing your students. She narrows her eyes. Have I seen you around before? Yeah, I watch your class sometimes. You're gonna make regionals. <laughs> oh, right, yes. Regionals. That's why I remember you. Well, Sir Kentrum's on the top floor. You should be able to follow the stench of X body spray directly to his room. I can't smell, but I'm sure I'll find him regardless, because you gave me information. Thank you. You are by far the most helpful person on this accursed boat. She reaches out. I forget which one is her doomfist hand, but Vera reaches out one of her hands in a handshake and just says, Now, don't sell yourself short. Ness aggravates every villain and ally <laughs> the miniseries. Uh, in response, I'd be like, thank you. It's nice to be appreciated. And then he'll toddle off in the direction <laughs> of the top deck. So yes, you 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 can physically see this X body spray. Excellent. Uh. Uh. 
You can see it missed its way to the goat man's door, which is not labeled. We don't have names on the door. You just have the, you know, the little like cutesy things they'll put on dorm room doors. Yeah, yeah we've got those. Uh, I think they were inspired by Calaval, if I remember correctly. Yes, they were. Okay. Ness knocks on the door, but not politely. It's like, bang, bang. Doesn't open. Ness jumps up and tries to open the doorknob. He's short, so imagine he has to jump and then use the weight of his whole body to turn the knob. Yeah, give me, give me a roll for this. All right. This is my first roll as Ness, and the dice could go either way. I could roll horribly because of what my life is like, or only Ness could roll well. <laughs> we'll see. It's a one. So the answer is none of my characters will ever roll well. <laughs> I truly didn't expect it to be a one. I thought maybe a three, maybe a five. If I'm lucky, like a six, which I always roll, but no, it's a one for Ness. All right, so I figured out what the bad thing is going to be, but it's not a direct bad thing, so I won't explain what. So you go, you hammer on the door, you try to open it up, and nothing works. And as you're just like, off. Oh, Fiddles. I don't know what kind of curses Ness says. Ah, oh, biscuits. Yes, yeah, as, as you're like, ah, oh, biscuits. You notice that there is on your right boot a little blue beetle. Oh, hey. He's gonna pick. He's gonna try to get it on his finger. It's weird. It doesn't seem responsive at first, and then it's immediately responsive, and it like very strategically gets up on your finger. Hey, you are. You were with the the fairy that I'm looking for. I don't suppose you can show me the way, can ya? The beetle flies up and starts to fly off. Whoa! Ness <laughs> chases her down the hall. I feel like we need to describe this whimsical chase. Ness just skipping down the hallway <laughs> after this fairy. Not this fairy, this blue beetle. You could animate this in like a Studio Ghibli type style and it would be magical. I'm putting on the most whimsical music right now because we can't describe it, but we need to know how it feels. And you whimsically traipse down all the uh, staircases. You probably slide like on the hand railing. Whee! <laughs> and the beetle continues to buzz around and uh, it starts going back towards the gematorium. And then suddenly it veers right and it slips itself underneath the doorway to a supply closet. Uh, Ness tries to jump up again and do the doorknob thing just to see if it's open. Yeah, it works. Yes. And you find yourself in a little supply closet with supplies that are all placed in a exactly perfect spot. There's like little timers to indicate how long you've taken them out. And you'll get penalized if you take it out for longer than you're supposed to take it out. So there are these little like markers on each of the supplies. And the beetle, when you enter, is not there. Uh... Ness glances around to see what's in the supply closet. Mostly, he's looking to see if the beetle has landed anything specific, but he's also looking for the reason that he's looking for the blue fairy in the first place, Shock's strong glass staff. Give me a roll. 14. You don't see the beetle. You don't see the staff. But you do notice that one of the supplies, a little bucket, its timer thing is busted. It's just blinking at zero, zero, zero. Huh. 
Is there like a label or anything? No, it's just a bucket. But it should be worth noting that these are shame labels. If you don't get them back in time, not only do you get penalized, but like a message will be broadcast throughout the prodigious being like, this person doesn't do their job. This person's a doe about. This person's lazy. Just letting you know that if you have it out for too long. Like a howler. Yeah, like like public punishment. So if you've removed anything else, you would have to put it back at a certain amount of time. But this bucket... Mm -hmm. Well, the thing doesn't work. But there's nothing indicating what was in the bucket? Or the bucket itself is the item that you can take? The bucket itself is the item you can take. But oh, I should know that. I thought that, that like, was like the empty reciprocal. That's why I was looking no, for No, but like, no, the bucket is the thing you can take and it's pressed against the wall. Okay. Ness picks it up. And behind it, you see a little hole. Oh! Ness puts the bucket on his head like a hat and then crawls through the hole. Give me a quick roll. Ten. Ness bumps his head twice before he can fit in with the bucket. Cheese oh, crackers. You're not that big. All right, so. You start making your way through this really kind of damp, thin walkway. It feels like only really you can kind of squeeze yourself through. And as you turn around, you start to hear some voices through one of the side passageways. Ness adjusts his new bucket helmet so that it's not covering one of his ears and then presses that ear against the wall that he hears the noise from. Well, you hear a voice seemingly talking to no one, saying generic evil things like, Yeah, I think things are going perfectly according to plan. And there's no way those little shits are going to be able to stop us. And various other... <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about the fact that you were stuck with that Vespari guy. <laughs> this is boring. And Ness <laughs> continues. You you go past this uh, side tube, which seems to open up to some, you know, larger space. And that's where you hear the voices coming from. And as you pass by, you do hear someone say, Hey, Blue, where would you stuff that staff thing? Just goddamn. Ness almost like walked past it, but at staff, he does a roundabout and then goes straight back into that little tube to crawl in and listen for as long as he can with his bucket still on his head. Okay, give me a roll to see how how well Ness can hear. 17. Oh, fucking hell. You hear so good. God, this bucket's really acoustic. Yeah, this bucket's really acoustic. You're also closer to the like opening into this area. And so you'll hear them continue talking of how... Once we release the swarm and the world watches as the face of Key tears itself apart, there ain't gonna be anything to stop this war. And then there are always these weird pauses in between these moments of like them saying things and then just waiting for a response of somebody. And do I hear the response? No, you don't hear a response. It's as if the other person isn't speaking at all. Interesting. Something you do notice, though, you see the bug again. You see it. It buzzes in from the open end of that pipe and just lands at your... I'm assuming you're on your hands and knees. Yeah, he's almost laying at his stomach with his chin on his hands. It actually lands on the bucket. You can see it right at the top of the bucket. Boy, he whispers. <laughs> you're back. And the fly, after hearing that, buzzes up and flies back out through the hole. Ness is going to follow it, but before doing that, inches a little bit further forward to see what the room below looks like, to see if the staff is in there. So you look in and you see what looks like to be almost the inside of an indoor pool. If you took a underground pool, like an in-ground pool, and you removed all of the water out of it. 
Inside of it, you see a handful of boxes and platforms. You see a couple of spare cars. It looks like they didn't have enough space to fit it in the third deck, so they also just stuck some in this empty pool space. I was about to ask if the ladybug was there, but he wouldn't recognize the ladybug. The ladybug is not in there. The ladybug would have filled up this entire space. Okay. On a couple of the boxes, you also see some cameras that are kind of moving around and surveying the area. You see three small baseball-sized platforms are all at the edges of this pool. And in the center, you see what looks like this large, kind of metallic Jenga tower with different blocks jutting in and out. Right next to this Jenga tower, you see that blue lady. Oh, there she is. (laughs) With these big, flapping, fuzzy wings. And she seems to be looking just kind of around her as this voice speaks. And you can't see where this voice is coming from. And finally, behind one of the cars, it's going to be a VW Beetle for shits and giggles. You see uh, the blue beetle on top of this weird glass tree thing. Ness, upon seeing the weird glass tree thing, whispers to himself, Bingo! <laughs> and I'm assuming he's like up high, right? In like a two. Yeah, you're, you're up high. There are lots of boxes. And- He'd have to like clamber down and that's, yeah. It's just the, f- the blue fairy in there? Uh, as I said, you see a handful of uh, security cameras, but besides that, you don't see anything else. And based on Ness's vantage point, can he feasibly climb down from this tube without being seen? No, but she isn't looking at you. Okay. And once you hit the ground, you there's a bunch of stuff you can hide behind. Okay. I'm thinking about whether I want to burn the only item I have in my possession right now, which is the bucket, and like throw it into the corner of the room so that she goes over there. And then just scurry my way down. Like a fucking stealth game. Yes. Oh, what was that? Or if I want to like try to get down first and then do my stealth game gambit. Um, she's not looking at me. So I'm just going to try to sneak out. Three. You fall and it clamors. Just a... (laughs) The bucket falls off your head and falls onto the ground. Can I have landed in the bucket? Yes. It's now a shell on your back. It, like, attached itself to your little mini backpack. So now you just have a turtle shell. Cool. Um, So you hit the ground, just, you know, it clamors all about the place. Ah! And a couple things happen. The woman goes to turn for a second and then stops. You know that kind of thing where you half turn to see, oh, did I hear something? But you don't completely look around. Yeah. So she does that and she goes and she looks. And I'm assuming Ness is just like, still. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the T-Rex. She can't see me if I don't move. And he figures it's better than causing more noise by scurrying behind something. And as the bucket settles, she keeps looking, turns closer, closer, pauses. And then as that happens, you hear some sloshing from a pipe on the other side of the room. And you see that asshole teacher, the gym one, drop out of her side of the tube. And she starts talking to this uh, woman who turns away. Okay. Ness edges his way behind the first cover available and then unsticks the bucket from his little backpack and puts it back on his head and continues edging his way like against the wall to try to get to where the staff is. Yeah, you can do that no problem. And within seconds, you're you're next to the staff right behind one of the tire wheels. Is the beetle still on the staff? The beetle is still on the staff, yeah. I reach out for the staff and Ness is like, okay, thank you. <laughs> you can go now to the beetle. The beetle is unsure at first, but 
but I'm gonna say as you're walking, the beetle eventually raises up and flies away. Okay. I'm assuming you start just army crawling your way back. He's just army crawling his way back, scuttling his way back. So you go to make your way back and you hear, you hear Vera start to speak. All I'm saying is that shock has potential, even if he hasn't embraced it yet. He could be an ally. Does Ness respond to that at all? He slows down. Yeah, and what do you suggest we do about it? Seems like a goody two-shoes to me. Well, and then there's silence for a second, and you hear the wings flutter. It's exactly as Arya said. We are, in our own way, doing good. Shock could be very helpful for us. He just has to make a hard choice. And what if he chooses wrong? Then we'll kill him. Ness has has stopped to limit listen to the conversation. He, after hearing that important part, continues trying to crawl to get out. And as you do, for that brief moment that you pause, the beetle finally takes off from your staff and flies back. And the muffled voice goes, eh, what was that? Alright, now now he's now he's scurrying faster. Now he's just he's just gonna bolt now because he knows what's happening. But he's gotta get back to shock. And you hear Vera's voice get louder and closer as she says, See, Arius, I told you he would come. After all, he's the most helpful person on the prodigious. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> Fuck that line! I need you to roll speed defense. Five. The next part happens fast. You hear a crunch and a crash, and suddenly, the car's wheel that you were behind hits you square in the head and topples you over as the whole thing is sent barreling into the wall of this pool. Behind it, this professor takes one of her arms, which exhales a bit of steam and is almost, it looks kind of segmented and a little bigger. And she kind of, she kind of flaps that hand a little bit as everything rests back to its natural position. That hurts Ness's vision a lot. One of his uh, light bulbs breaks and the other one is struggling to see. All it can see through the blurriness is that little beetle flying in front of it, his little friend. And behind it, it starts to multiply more and more. At first it seems like you're looking and seeing double, then triple, but no, it's an entire swarm which starts to fall down upon Ness and starts picking out small, deliberate parts. Oh no! Starts unhinging some of his claws, starts unhooking some of the uh, wiring. I have to get to shock. And they start going into this little hatch in your back. I have to get to shock. And they start to disalign small components. I have to get to shock. The exact bits and pieces that shock had used his electron arthroscope to realign. I have to get to shock. I have to get to shock. So you feel Vera. You see the blue fairy. And the last thing that happens before Ness loses all thought is he hears Ezra. <laughs> this is gonna be a hell of a time!
no, 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 no. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, where are the other drugs? He may, if people in class refer to her as like Miss Linetti. Vera Leani. Not Linetti, Leani. Yeah. I heard Linetti and I'm like, that's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine character. It is. Oops. <laughs> Gina Linetti is just now one of the main antagonists of Quest Friends. But she could be is the thing that feels right. Been around for a billion years and she stopped giving fucks a long time ago. Regionals. Regionals. Ness knew that was a joke, but now he's going to repeat it so often that it becomes a real thing. The uh, the the Neens don't think it's a joke. They just pop out of the bleachers. Regionals. Regionals. Ness does like the um breakfast club walk off where he like puts his fist in the air. It's like regionals as he walks away. <laughs> Hi, it's Kyle for a quick second. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Quest Friends. Our intro and outro song are Friends and Hitoshio, both by Miracle of Sound. And we will be back in two weeks for Quest Friends episode 54, Crime and Courtship, part 18. I'll see you then.